Hello, welcome to episode 6 of the Falkirk Council IMS podcast. We're all enjoying a wee bit of nice sunny weather this week and hopefully that spring arrived. Hopefully by the time you listen to this next week, it'll still be the same. So today's featured pupil is Rosalind from Denny High. Rosalind is a multi-instrumentalist within the music service, takes part in various groups. We're going to hear from her um, and then later on... We have a chat with Laura Smith. Laura is a former pupil of the music service and now works for YMI and for NICOS. So we're going to hear from her later on. So straight away, let's go over to our chat with Rosalind. Rosalind, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Um, so, do you want to tell us just who you are, what school you go to, and what it is you play, what your instruments are? Um, well, I'm 17 years old and I've, I'm in my last year of high school at Denny High. Um, I'm doing three advanced hires and I've been getting singing lessons from Mrs Hempel for the past two years. I've had violin lessons with various teachers since primary four and I've been playing piano since S2. Okay. And so what what made you start playing music? Was there something from, like, do you come from a musical household or did you just fancy it? Uh, I come from a really musical household. Um, my mum plays double bass and piano. My dad played piano and then my brother, who also got um, tutorage from the instrumental service, he played tenor horn, piano and also now plays trumpet. Okay, that's amazing. So, do you do lots of jamming in the house together then? Um, yeah, we actually, during lockdown, we did this thing called um, Tunes in the House, Lighthouse, um, which was basically Scottish music, um, which then got uploaded onto a Facebook page. Right. Um, so, we'd often be playing along to tunes that were on that, and we also uploaded some of our own. That's amazing. That's a really cool thing to do. Um, what is it you enjoy about playing music? Can you put your finger on it? It's probably just the freedom of it. It's, it's also a bit of expression because, um, like, usually I play music when I'm either like feeling a certain emotion because, like, I also write music as well because uh, I did that for my advanced higher composition. I wrote a piano piece. Um, so I think that's why I play music now. Right, good. So how have you found learning instruments within the music service? Um, quite easy actually. Um, they explain how to do it really well, especially violin because I've had the most experience with it and I've had um, lots of different teachers as, um, throughout the years. I think I've had three. Um, and I certainly got a lot better during my high school years once I'd had a bit more knowledge about it, being taught in music classes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what would you say is the best concert you've ever been to or a concert that maybe sticks in your mind? So one that you've attended, not one you played in, I mean, just now, but... Um, it wasn't really a concert. It was It was a musical that I went to last year, which was The Lion King. Um, and they had 
some of the player then like some of the drummers playing up in the balconies which i thought was quite cool so yep. and also being in like the falkirk schools orchestra um it's it was quite interesting to see other people play as well yeah so having played in an orchestra in school it's good to to see it live and see kind of professionals doing it and stuff yeah because yeah. i'm not really like used to being in the audience <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's a good point it's totally different um it's nice to sit and relax and enjoy it though and see someone else working away but yeah so you mentioned the Falkirk schools orchestra um when when did you start in those groups um i think i was possibly in primary four or five when i started the junior strings orchestra um, which I then became the leader of after a while. And then I moved up to um, the Falkirk Senior Orchestra. Um, and I now, well, I was sitting first desk at that point. Good. So. Okay, and how did you find it going along that first time? Because I think a lot of people find that a wee bit intimidating and scary going along for the first time, but how did you find it? It was a bit intimidating, but a lot of my friends were already there as well, as well as my brother, so I was a bit more comfortable because he already knew people. Yep. Um, and the conductor, Mr. Bolter, because he's the brass tutor. So yep. I was a bit more comfortable with that. Okay, good. Um, and you've taken part in the a couple of residentials? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how did you find them? What did you feel you got out of them? It just kind of gives you a bit of a head start into the year, um, but it's absolutely like I, I would absolutely recommend it to anybody because I got so many more friends than I did when like just being in the orchestra, um, especially from different schools as well. Okay, good stuff. Um, so do you want to tell us just a wee bit about what you want to hope to do next year? Um, well, since it's my last year, I want to do musical theatre um, when I leave. I actually attend a theatre school outside of school, which is um, UK Theatre School, which is based in Glasgow. Okay. Good so um, I'm usually there two times a week, but since COVID, I'm now on a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's difficult, but yeah, we're hoping to get back to normal soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got a few quick fire questions for you and then you can tell us a wee bit about your piece after that, okay? Okay. Um, what would you say is your favourite film? Probably Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, that's cool. That w <laughs> my next question was, who's your favourite Avenger? Spider-Man. <laughs> Good, that was nice and easy. Um, what? Tell me about a hobby that you enjoy outside of music. Um, photography. I've been doing a lot of that recently since um, lockdown. I went on a road trip um, around the west coast of Scotland right. um, and got a lot of pictures while I was going around there and I'm now using them for my advanced higher art. So. That's amazing. Really good. Um, what is your favourite type of Haribo? So like, I mean, Star Mix or Tang Fastic, things like that. Mm. Um... Probably Tank Plastics, yeah. Okay. And if there was a film about your life, what actress would you want to play you? Oh, that's a hard one. 
don't know. Hopefully me. <laughs> good answer. That's a very good answer. I had a friend that every time it was a girl I was at uni with, every time someone said to her, who's your favourite saxophone player, she'd go me. <laughs> Perfect answer. Right, okay. So, do you want to just tell us about this piece that you're going to perform for us? Uh, this is How Could I Ever Know from the Secret Garden. Okay, and are you using this for your advanced hire? Yeah, I'm using it for my advanced hire. Amazing. Okay, we're going to listen to that. Thank you very much for joining us today. No problem. And all the best for next year. Thanks. That was beautiful singing there from Rosalind, I'm sure you'll all agree. A wonderfully talented pupil on various instruments. It takes a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication. Okay, so without any further ado, we're just going to listen to the chat I had with Laura Smith. Enjoy. Laura Smith is with us today. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Laura. Hello, thanks for having me. And you are a mezzo-soprano, is that correct? That's right. Yeah, do you, do you want to just tell us a wee bit about what that means for anyone that doesn't know and kind of what it is you do? 
Sure. So I'm a mezzo-soprano. I'm an opera singer. And that means that the mezzo-soprano voice is the medium to high female voice. So the soprano is, has the highest sounds, uh, sings the highest pitches. Then it's the mezzo and the alto below that. So although in choirs, I would sing the alto part as a mezzo-soprano. Okay. And so whereabouts are you involved singing? So you said you're an opera singer. Whereabouts do you do that? Yeah, so I'm a freelance opera singer and I work... Well, currently I don't work in any place at the moment, but I have been singing um, at the Bayreuth Festival in Germany, which is the the purpose-built theatre for Wagner operas. And so I've been singing there since 2015. Last year that was cancelled and this year it's to go ahead. So I sing in Bayreuth. I've sung with Wexford Festival Opera in Ireland and Scottish Opera. And beyond opera singing, I mean concerts, recitals and oratorio around the UK and Europe. A lot of work in Germany, Australia, France, Italy, sort of all over the place. So as a freelancer, you're travelling all the time to different theatres and concert yeah. halls. Okay. And do you have, like, so that you're saying that's a purpose-built venue? Do you, is that, do you find that a better venue to sing in than other places then? Or do you have a favourite kind of venue to be in? Um, yeah, the Bayreuth Festival Theatre is, is phenomenal. So it's Wagner's vision to have this theatre that only performs Wagner operas every year in the summer. A sort of pilgrimage <laughs> to to go and listen to Wagner and the experience of that was phenomenal because it's so world famous and the first year I went I think for the first two weeks on stage I just kept looking out in awe of this amazing place so the acoustics right. it's purpose built for the orchestra to be slightly covered because it's such heavy orchestration and a lot of brass um, yep. so that the, the singers can be heard over the orchestra with ease and I've then sat in the auditorium listening to the operas that I wasn't in. And the sound is, is phenomenal. So, yeah, I suppose that is yeah, definitely one of my favourite places to sing. Also, the Wexford Festival Opera Theatre is absolutely stunning right. as well. And, um, yeah, really, really special. I think anywhere on stage in a, a gorgeous theatre is, is a special experience. Yeah, what a treat. That's good. Um. And so normally I would ask people how they get started playing their instrument. Obviously with singing, a lot of people kind of start very, very young, just singing along to whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do you remember Do you remember a kind of point that you'd started sort of taking it seriously almost or maybe that you started getting lessons? Yeah, so um, in primary school, I was at Drumbowie Primary School. It's a very small primary school in Stanburn. And we had a music teacher, but we also had someone who was our sort of assistant who played piano. So I think music was always part of my life, that uh, we would always have sing songs and assemblies and things, and it was very much part of our school day. So I remember just absolutely loving that, and I also danced and being involved in sort of performing in that way. And then when I went to high school, at that point it was Woodlands High School before that was changed to the Braes. I had um, amazing music teachers, Mrs Quinn and Mrs Clark, and started actually piano lessons before singing lessons. It wasn't until I moved to the Braes in third year that I had singing lessons with Mrs Hempel. And that's when I thought, gosh, this is something that I really am interested in. I want to do more and more and more of. And I think through that, I took it more seriously, yeah. Okay. So, um, 
how did you find that experience coming through the music service and what sort of opportunities did that give you that you maybe wouldn't have had if you weren't getting these lessons there? So many things, to be honest, so many. I think uh, we also had such a great supportive music department and the instrumental teachers, it was all uh, together very supportive. So with piano lessons um, at that point, with Miss Anderson before Mrs Taylor, and then with, I suppose it opened up when I went to Braise, really, because I was S1, S2 at Woodlands. There were school shows I was involved in and a choir and things. But then when I moved to Braise and Mrs Hempel took me for singing, there was some uh, singing groups there and more shows and things like that. And then the regional choir. So I sang in Mrs Hempel's yep. regional choir at that point. And that, that was amazing. I do remember feeling like, you know, you're doing music at school and it's very much... It's part of your school day and you kind of go to the groups at lunchtime, you, you maybe perform at end of term things. But then realising that across the schools in the Falkirk area, there are lots of other people like you who enjoy singing and music making and coming together as a choir was really special. It sort of opened my eyes to, gosh, this is a, there's a bigger world of music making. Yeah. There, was, there was also the Fourth Valley Music Competition, uh, Music Festival when I was at yep. school. Yep. And again, across the board, uh, um, musicians came together, young musicians to, to perform to each other. And, and that, was, that was fantastic. And also adjudicators, professional musicians themselves. We had uh, Haviland Wilshire, I remember, from the conservatoire, it was then the academy in Glasgow came. So you just sort of bit by bit opened your eyes to, gosh, this is a bigger world out there. There were also concerts that we attended through school trips and things that were arranged, singing with different groups. Um, so that was that was phenomenal. I would never had access to that. I hadn't a hadn't if the, the service hadn't been available and such supportive staff that would really put the students and the pupils forward for things like that. Right, okay. Amazing. Um so now you're kinda on the other side of this because you work with YMI and NICOS. <coughs> How do you find it, seeing it from that point of view? How are you finding things? Yes, yeah, so now seeing it from the other side, seeing the pupils uh, in NICOS or with YMI, it's fantastic that there is such a thing available now, which wasn't around when I was younger, and the opportunities they have and coming together from all the Falkirk schools, the confidence grows, they've got performing opportunities, they they learn and play or sing at such a high level. It's phenomenal what, what the kids can do. Yep. Okay. Um so if you are if you were going to give advice to kind of young musicians, especially young singers that are at school just now, what what would that be? <laughs> yeah, I thought about this one. Well obviously I'm going to say practice. And uh, some people think that's a bit of a scary word, especially students I've taught. Oh, gosh. But this, something with practice, I hope they enjoy it, really. Find interesting ways to do it. And I know that you've got such supportive team of staff that um, are inspiring, that can encourage you in that way. But not only practice, but understand that the sort of greater world of music. And I think I was encouraged in that way from my teachers at school that you know this piece what is this Beethoven sonata you know you're playing one movement from it maybe that's all you you know about it 
go ahead and listen to the other movements, find some pianists playing that. This is for piano, for example, whatever instrument it is. You know, yep. find out where it was performed, do a bit of background, listen to it. I think just, yeah, broaden your your knowledge with, with music because there's just so much out there. And I was thinking especially now, there's a lot of streamed concerts uh, that the orchestras or choirs are doing or operas and things like that you know, have a look at them and enjoy it so you know that you're just, mm-hmm. you're not on your own because I know practising on your own feels a bit isolated but there's so much more out there that it can inspire you and that, that you're a part of, you know. Music is a worldwide thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that I, I noticed teaching sometimes is that it, it's easy for people to get in the mindset that they practise their instrument and that's their work they forget that mm-hmm. they can have fun with it as well and they can they can play whatever they want to play, do you know, and it, there's with so many resources on YouTube and things and people people mm-hmm. put videos up, well, this is how you play this song and you can go and learn it and stuff and you don't you don't necessarily need to have sheet music for it. Do you know? And yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. such a, it's such a massive resource that yeah, we can I mean I think as teachers I, or as a teacher I could definitely make more use of it and but yeah. Definitely having fun. It's it's such an underrated thing in learning a musical <laughs> instrument. I think, like in 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 terms of in your house by yourself, you know, it's mm-hmm. easy to enjoy it in orchestras and bands and mm-hmm. choirs and things. But yeah, okay. This year has been very very difficult for everyone <laughs> and for musicians. It's it's been pretty much a no go, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of some online stuff. But there's not been gigs. There's not been concerts. Um, how have you found it and what sort of stuff, I mean obviously you're teaching as well but what sort of stuff have you done to kind of keep yourself busy? Yes, it has been tough uh, contract after contract cancelled since last March, April time uh, very disappointing now you're in the swing of it, you go well I'm not getting my hopes up that this one will happen in April so or whenever it is but um, I had a surge of, I just want to sing I just want to practice, even if the job's not happening until next year I still need to prepare the music and um, of course, I still practice. I mean, we all do as professional musicians and teachers. You still play your instrument. You wouldn't be doing it if you didn't enjoy it. So um, I've, I've done a lot of practice, uh, preparing new recital programmes, things like that. I think there's still so much you can do, even though you f- feel a bit yeah. disheartened that, oh, that concert's not coming up. I'll just not bother. I think yeah definitely this is the time you've got all this time normally I'm running about from one job to the next and trying to you know shoehorn in a bit of a couple of hours of practice now there's all this time that yeah I tried to schedule it in my day to get some work done and then prepare for what you know what will come in the future and uh, also working with people which sounds a bit counterintuitive because we're now all at home and things and you can't see the people you'd be making music with but because of zoom um and sending recordings and i know a lot of the pupils are doing it this way right now that's opened up things for me i've been able to make music with people all over the world (laughs) sort of easier so i've yeah there was an online opera i did last year uh and records it with some folks in london and in frankfurt in germany and uh, yeah, we, it just it worked out really well. And I remember at the start when everyone was sort of posting, oh, here's a song, here's this violin piece, whatever. 
and it has sort of grown and now that's that's how we are working at the moment so although yeah. I've not got any gigs to go to um, there are there is work uh, to come and there's a recording I'm making in a couple of well hopefully this year <laughs> I say a couple of months I don't know but it keeps right. getting put back because we can't get in to record um, yeah. anywhere with a couple of people with singing you know so yeah preparing these programs preparing that and going to oh gosh I can actually decide what I want to sing for this because often you're told right you're singing this role or this yep. opera whatever or this oratorio but now having the freedom to go, you know, I actually really like Brahms. I want to learn some more Brahms or Debussy or whoever yeah. it is. And kind of it's opened a bit of freedom as well, which is nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think some of the positive stuff, so oh, I hate to say it, but obviously Gary Barlow doing all these kind of, was it crooner sessions, he calls them, and he's mm-hmm. jamming along and singing along with other musicians. I like that's maybe not all to my taste, but. I think that's a great thing and that's I think a lot of musicians are doing that sort of thing and it's it's really interesting you know he's the kind of one of the most famous ones doing it I guess but mm-hmm. do you know like so for example Alan Cosker Scottish drummer I've seen him posting loads of videos he's having wee jams with people and yeah it's great it's great watching it and you can see they're obviously enjoying doing it and stuff do you know it's it's kind of although it's difficult times it's finding that positive and saying right what what can we do like what not what are the problems, what are the solutions, do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think everyone's still so motivated. No one's disheartened yep. enough to, you know, they want to keep making music. And um, luckily I've got some some jobs that are lined up, so there's still hope there, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, we, you find a way to still be able to yeah. do it. <laughs> and I think we totally underestimate how, how huge an impact us performing music has on other people as well, like in their enjoyment and their, you know, so many people use music to just to relax and chill out and forget about the stresses mm-hmm. of the day and things. Yeah, it's, it's so, so important for us to remember that, that although we are maybe not working and as normal and maybe not getting paid for doing gigs and stuff like that, we can still have a, a huge impact on people and friends and society and stuff. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Um. What outside of music? What other hobbies do you have that you enjoy? Um. I like walking and hill walking. I've been able to get out for walks, of course, and uh, I live sort of rurally, so it's quite, quite quiet here, and a lot of beautiful scenery around, rivers and hills and things. So that's I'm lucky for to be here in this, at this time when that's kind of our way of getting outside. You know, it's just outside your yep. front door. Um, besides that, I do yoga, which also I think helps as a musician. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think as a singer, it's useful for, for breathing. I suppose wind as well, or brass. Um, yeah. I don't know. For breathing exercises, I don't know if that's something that some of your pupils are interested in, yoga. Uh, so yoga and um, also even for... For things like performance, stress and things like that, you know, a, a lot of people even doing exams or recordings at the moment, I know it's not in person, it can be stressful. So things like yoga and conscious breathing, that sort of thing, I'm a huge advocate of. And I'll I'll yep. talk to my students about that as well. And it's, it's something that's more and more talked about in the industry. Because I remember at college, we kind of didn't get 
told about that like you here's the music learn this here's your languages get you know here's your performance experience in class and then suddenly you're on a big stage and you're very nervous this is not the experience you've sort of trained but by doing things like uh, yoga mindfulness that sort of thing I think it's a fantastic tool to have when you're on tour or when you're when you have to prepare any sort of performance that's that's something that I know is getting talked about a lot more and I think it's very important for young people as well these days and in this time to sort of manage the stresses of that and the, the performance anxiety, which is quite a normal thing. I don't think there's anybody who says, no, I don't, I don't get nervous. Uh, there are a few, yeah. there are a few. Not that I've, that I've come across, but you sort of channel it in different ways and using your body in certain ways. And I think as a singer, it might might lead it sort of lend itself quite well to that because we're using our bodies we're acting on stage we're physicalizing the energy so that's quite yep. that's useful we can put it into our bodies use that as an excitement rather than thinking that's nerves it's sort of the adrenaline that um yeah. that you can use to your advantage yeah i find it oh, right into like this thing it's kind of psychology stuff and all that i find mm-hmm. it really interesting someone pointed this out to me if you when you watch like the olympics say and they, they interview athletes after races and they always mm-hmm. say to them, were you nervous? And no one ever says yes. They always say, no, mm-hmm. I was excited. Mm-hmm. And you, and the person was like, you look at the symptoms of being nervous, like your increased breathing, increased heart rate, sweaty palms. Mm-hmm. You look at the symptoms of being excited and it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But saying you're excited is the positive way to look at it. and Absolutely. You know, it Definitely. helps you, whereas being nervous can hinder you if you, if you worry about it like that. Yeah, that's such a good point. Absolutely. Yeah, and it is a normal reaction. But thinking of it, putting it that perspective, yeah, it yeah. just takes it into a positive. I always say this thought. to pupils before before their exams, and they always look at me like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I cynical. try my best to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen to us. We've done it. We've been there. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, what, what are your kind of plans or hopes for the future with singing what would you like to do in the future i'd like to carry on singing um so yeah it should be again this summer in germany and then a tour in portugal after that to some contemporary music um i'd like to continue doing that ideally i'd love love more work in germany um and i hope that's that's possible it's very tricky times at the minute uh, I just think there's just so much opera there and it's just such a, yeah. a cultural thing. You know, it's a sort of part of their life. Go to the cinema, go to the opera. It's just that sort of mindset. So that's what I'd like like to do. Okay. And I'd also like to do a bit more contemporary stuff and um, acting on stage and do like these interesting projects that, uh, you know, that are sort of premieres and you don't know what's going to happen. I'm <laughs> I'm quite interested in that sort of movement aspect of it and new music. Right. So yeah, just to carry on and I think as a as a as a musician these days it's often talked about a portfolio career. It's hard to yep. be a performer solely. So I'm also a music educator and and teach musicianship and singing and theory and things like this and early years uh, I work at the conservatoire teaching early years and juniors to musicianship and things like that so I think having having lots of things lots of different skills that you can adapt and workshops and okay. things I work with Edinburgh International Festival running workshops for 
for primary sevens in classical music and and mindfulness in fact it's called the art of listening and it's more right, using okay. music as a tool to listen deeper deeper listening like to themselves so that they can have a sort of greater idea of how it is to learn in school it's quite sort of philosophical right. you, you come along and you don't realize that's the idea behind it but um yeah things like that i'm very interested in. so i know that's coming back in autumn so just doing more of that and back to traveling that's what i'm really missing being being yeah. away and uh, singing abroad so yeah <laughs> no doubt um obviously when you're when you're singing these operas and stuff a lot of the time you'll have to sing in different languages how mm-hmm. do you find that do you like are you fairly fluent in these languages did you kind of learn the language and then learn to sing or did you just kind of <laughs> learn the songs in the language or yeah, a bit of both. I mean, I did language. I didn't take languages up the school, to be honest. We did French and German, and I, t- I didn't take it after fourth year, I think, something like that. Okay. So um, studying at the conservatoire we, as office singers or singers, we get uh, language lessons, Italian, French, German, and optional Russian. So right. you do have to have a basic level, pronunciation, understands some some grammar and vocabulary. I, I think it's sort of chicken and egg there I don't know you sort yeah. of look at the song and translate it um, know how to pronounce it but at the same time you're getting taught the language as a language separately from the song so I think both yep. of them help help the other because um, I've worked quite a lot in Germany my German's probably my strongest language and speaking of plans for the future it is to get better at German <laughs> um, right. because often when I'm there all the work is is in German, not just the singing work, but the, the, the rehearsals are conducted in German. So, yeah, understanding that. Right. So languages, yeah, are a huge thing. So, um, if you're interested in doing this kind of career, I would, I would take a language <laughs> at school, so that you have some, some basics to work on. Yeah. Right. Okay. Awesome. Right. I've just got quick fire questions okay. to finish. You'll have heard some of these, no doubt. And then. <laughs> If you've listened to yeah. our podcasts, um, but yeah, okay. What is your coffee order? Earl Grey tea, no coffee, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, I, I, I ask this every week. I don't drink tea or coffee. I'm a total hypocrite, but yeah. Would you rather have a a beach holiday or a city break? Oh, that's so tricky. I'm going to say beach. Because I think a lot of my work's in a city, okay. and I love that. But if I want a holiday holiday, definitely somewhere that's yeah, yeah. away, beach. <laughs> Understandable. Mm. Um, so if you weren't a singer, what do you think you would do? Yeah. Um, I'm interested in psychology, as we've talked about before. I did apply to uni okay. to do psychology, and yep. the music came up. Oh, I definitely music. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was one of these other ideas in lockdown okay i have not got much work what shall i try now child psychologist and i realized that's going to take years <laughs> of time yeah. I, I can't really commit to that so, yeah so that's something in psychology but even just learning wee bits and stuff yeah learning wee bits about that sort of thing like i find it really so the stuff i read tends to be sports psychology based mm-hmm. but i find that it's all it's all relevant yeah. in music as well. Do you know it's that it's just about performing mm-hmm. under pressure basically and do you know? It's I find it really interesting. There's so much of it is common sense that I read and think, yeah, like why have I never thought of that before? But Definitely. It's really such a good thing to to in, um to tell your pupils about as well because 
like we're saying, it's maybe not talked about, but we are athletes. We're using our bodies to produce the, the air in your, your case, in my case, to play it. You know, you're playing with a bow. It's physicalizing yep. as well. And um, it is a sort yeah. of athletic, it's a sport almost, playing music. And uh, yeah, I think that is Absolutely. as important as how you're talking about um, athletes discuss sports psychology, that they all have a sports psychologist, but as poor musicians, yep. <laughs> sometimes it's just not not talked about. I think more and more it is, but yep. yeah, that is, I, I find it the same. Absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a gap in the market. I know, for someone when we're talking myself into yeah. a job. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, would you rather listen to Hans Zimmer or John Williams? John Williams. Uh, and last one, what are you currently reading? <laughs> I have a pile of books. I have about 10 on the go. A lot of them are on psychology and philosophy. And right. uh, But I thought, gosh, I knew you were going to ask me this, so I'll, I've got Kevin Bridges' autobiography. <laughs> Do you know Kevin Bridges? Right, okay. <laughs> the comedian? Yeah. I, very funny. Already, he wrote it at 27 an autobiography and it's just his whole life and I think it's fascinating he's also a performer as well and I didn't pick it up for that reason but I thought this is so interesting he was very nervous and everything he was quite a nervous child growing up and things he's found his outlet you know don't let that hinder you if you've got nerves or whatever like he's just he's found his niche he's good at this he's funny (laughs) so there's that and um, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle who's a German sort of spiritual philosopher type of guy there's a lot of youtube stuff about him right now so those those are my books (laughs) okay that's amazing that was yeah i love kevin bridges we we were watching last night just just one of these things we put we put my wife was actually cutting my hair so we put the telly on (laughs) so that i could sit and not panic about what she's doing with a razor (laughs) and uh yeah it was kevin bridges we were sitting watching it last night just Hilarious. So good, these delivery uh-huh. numbers and just spot on. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is amazing that someone like that, like they, they come across so confident mm-hmm. and everything, but they weren't always like yeah. that. And yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can really 100% music, of the time. Music can be like yeah, that as well. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that um, yeah we all kind of work towards, but as long as you know you're kind of in it, I think it's also to do with just that mindfulness idea of being in that moment. You're playing, nothing else. You d- yep. you're not really thinking of anything else once you're at that point. It's you're in flow. You know, you're kind of just with the music. It's it's a phenomenal experience. Yep. I mean, I think everyone should have a go at it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. definitely. Okay, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for chatting to us. It's been wonderful. Thanks. This has been so fun. I'm so pleased to have to have done this and uh, so pleased to hear that so much music making is still happening so fantastic okay we'll speak to you soon thank Bye-bye. you bye
There was a small excerpt from Laura singing in an opera a couple of years ago that she's very, very kindly let us use for the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. It's just a fantastic musician, incredible singer. So thanks once again to Laura for coming and chat to us and for the, the recording. Thank you very much to Rosalind as well. Um, we wish her all the best as she looks to study musical theatre next year. And we'll definitely miss her being part of the regional ensembles. Um, this brings us to the end of episode 6. I hope you've enjoyed it. Once again, please share it with friends, share it with colleagues, share it on your social media. Um, and we hope you'll join us again for episode 7 next week.